Gentlemen, welcome to first ever official episode of Tape to Tape. Uh, I'm Dominic Legato. With me, I got our boy Austin Springer. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're here to just talk some hockey, whether you love hockey or whether you're new to the game. And uh, hopefully you walk away with and even knowledge. Maybe not. And even if you're wanting to uh, bet on games, too, you may not have any interest in hockey at all whatsoever. But you're looking at possibly betting some games we're hoping we can uh you know be kind of your uh avenue for uh some insight as to uh you know betting some upcoming hockey games yeah well i mean so. unfortunately if we're gonna if we're gonna base that off of the way my bets have been going we uh our audience might be in a little bit of trouble i'm not gonna lie to you springer that that could be an issue um, could be. it's it's been a rough week we'll we'll leave it at that <laughs> you've been i mean you've been pretty hot though like the last month i mean you know the last month hasn't been horrible overall but it's it's one of those things where as soon as i get onto a hot streak i i, I try to step out on a limb and get a little crazy and bet something i usually don't and then it, it just ends up fucking me in in the end and so i mean i need to just stick to my guns stay true to stay true to what i know and what i'm good at and stop trying mm-hmm. to bet that the grand salami or the the home team goals to have the most at the end of the day, you know, I, I got to just stick with money lines and spreads and we'll, we'll call it at that. Absolutely. And I'm not even a uh, sports betting guy because I live in the uh, wonderful state of Washington where uh, I still have to go to the casinos to uh, sports bet, which I don't get to do often enough, but uh Fingers crossed, maybe once we get this up and going, I'll have maybe a little bit of extra dough to, you know, throw on some games at, uh, you know, whatever uh, you know I want to go to. At least, at least you're in a state where sports betting is legal. <laughs> it's still still not legal where I'm at yet. So we'll, uh, we'll see if they can figure that one out. But let's uh, we'll keep that on the down low. <clears throat> right. Yeah. We won't. We won't Parts run. unknown. Parts unknown. Friend that knows a friend, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into some of the topics that we were we, yeah. we wanted to cover um, from this past week. I know one of the big things that I saw was the Coyotes finally signing a little bit of a contract with uh, ASU to use their athletic facilities up through 2024, and there is a 2024-2025 extension option. Uh, that does not have to be taken by either side. Springer, what thoughts? You know, uh, let's just let's kind of get thoughts from each of us, and then we'll we'll look at what the future might hold. Yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know, uh, those who have been living under uh, a hockey rock, um, it's a good term. Go ahead and trademark that right now. But yeah, if you've been living under a hockey rock, uh, basically the Arizona Coyotes, um, their whole front office has been kind of a shit show for the last couple of years. Um, they have been very much behind on, um, you know, the important things like 
I don't know, you know, paying your rent for uh, the place that you're playing hockey games at. Uh, kind of important. Pay, paying rent for where you play. Wow. You I know. So given to do it. Right. So if you're behind on rent, just know that there's a professional sports team out there that is also behind on their rent. <laughs> you're not. Uh, you're not alone. Right. You were. They were behind. They finally got paid up. But um, the Gila Arena, the Gila River Arena, where they play, um, is uh, not interested in bringing them back uh, the next coming years. So uh, basically the Arizona Coyotes have had to look at other options in hopes that they can get an arena built in the next couple of years. So um, they decided to go with uh, probably option F, which is uh, the ASU arena, uh, Arizona State University's hockey arena. I just, I I have to address that option F. They skipped everything. They they skipped it all. They just went straight to what option F, which stands for what can fuck us the most, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And by fucking, I mean, <laughs> this is just bad for the league in general. Um, it is a 5,000 seat arena and they're going to have to put in, I think, 2.8 million into the arena for it to reach, uh, you know, the CBA um, NHL standards. Um so there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to have to go into it. So, so there's so a chance that they top, might leave. On, on top of not paying their rent, they now are looking at having to put in 2.8 million to stay at this stadium that they're hoping to move to for the next three years. I mean, I, that's that's the right track you there. You're uh, you're on track. You are absolutely following. So um, not really sure uh, what to think about it i mean i have some takes but uh dom i'd really kind of like to hear your takes first on their current arena situation no, i when i when i first heard them uh you know the coyotes organization come out and say that they were considering playing at uh the arizona state complex i wholeheartedly thought it was a joke I was dumbfounded that they were even considering a stadium that sits 5,000 people to play NHL games at. I think it's incredibly offensive to the game uh, to basically say, uh, you know, 5,000 people here is all we need. That's it. Uh, I think it's incredibly offensive to the NHL. Um, I think it's offensive to the, the, the players on the team, the Coyotes, the actual guys who are out there doing the work. I, I don't know personally if I were coaching a team. I mean, I'm, we we know I'm I'm never going to be a uh, you know Bruce Boudreau or a you know not a leading coach anytime in my near future. But I would be furious. I'd be I'd be pissed as a player as a coach that the front office feels that five thousand is adequate to host an NHL team, um, and not only host an NHL team, but host them for the next three seasons. That's ludicrous. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. You want to have 5,000 and granted, I know they're going to, you know, they're going to put in the 3 million, which in itself is ludicrous. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, you just had trouble paying your rent at your last stadium and you had a capacity. What was their, what was their previous capacity at? Something like 20,000. Oh, I don't even think it was that much. I think it may have been, I think it was like 17-2. 
Okay. I think maybe. Okay. So so they're pulling in they're pulling in seventeen two. Obviously they're the coyotes and they're not they're not, you know, selling out every night. Yeah, they're not putting houses in seats. I, I promise I promise they don't have twelve thousand empty seats every night. Um, yeah. only getting five thousand sacks. So mm-hmm. I I just I don't understand how you go from barely being able to pay rent and now you're looking at a situation where you have to pour almost three million into this new facility to get it up to standards so that your team can play there. I I think it's ridiculous. I think the team's better off moving somewhere else. Phoenix in the state of Arizona is is showing that they clearly don't give a fuck. They don't want them there. They're not going to help them out. They don't want them at the arena. They don't they don't care. So, so why, no. why are the Coyotes trying to dance around and stay there and make it work? It's not going to work. Go to a market where it's new and it's, it's going to draw a whole crowd. Agreed. And I will say this. I wholeheartedly believe it's because it's Gary Bettman's baby. Oh, 100%. Gary Bettman came from the league. If the Coyotes weren't Bettman's baby, this, doesn't, this isn't happening. They're, this they, they this team would have been gone 10 years ago. Years ago. It's, oh, easily. It's ridiculous. Easily. I, mean, I, can't, I can't believe it's even happening. So, No, I know. And For those of you newer hockey fans, uh, the Coyotes are in shambles. <laughs> they, I mean, I don't even know where to begin on their gameplay if we're going to talk about them as, a, as an actual team. But they, they're, something, something needs to change, and it's not that they go play at a college stadium for the next three years. That's not going to fix their issues. It's just not it. You know, I, a way I would compare them, you know, for non-hockey fans, for people who watch the NFL, I would compare them to the Houston Texans. They're not an old, you know, they're not a historic team in the sense that they are historically failures. Right. But they've never really been that good. They've gone on a couple of decent runs and they've had some star players along the way. Um, you know, currently uh, Phil Kessel. Um, I mean, I mean Darcy Kemper. Really, you can't you can't not love that guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, Shane Doan, you know, a while ago. Um, you know, they've had some decent players. They have, uh, you know, they along have. the way. But but, but here's the thing: is every team has decent players. That do, that doesn't that mm-hmm. doesn't make you good enough to stay in the same city. But it does make you good enough to stay in the same city and get away with whatever you want when you're Gary Bettman's golden child. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so with that being said, I am very curious what the potential looks like for them possibly be, you know, possibly moving in the near near future. I think, um, I think at some point, one way or another, people are just going to, you know, the, the owners are going to get together and say, you know what, Gary, you know, you know, enough's enough. Like, you know, it's time to time to call this a failure and let's move this team somewhere else. And uh, the two hot potential spots for the Arizona Coyotes to move in the future are uh, Houston and Kansas city, because let's be honest, the Canadian dollar is uh, just as much in shambles as the Arizona Coyotes is. So I don't see them (laughs) moving uh, to Quebec. Like a lot of people are hoping for. Um, So I think Houston and Kansas, the city are the two big front runners. Now, Don, I, I, I think I think you're right there on that end. Um, I, you know, un- unfortunately, being being a Kansan myself, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, Kansas City area, Missouri, whatever. It doesn't make any sense, you know, the whole Kansas City on the Kansas side, but also on the Missouri side. Fuck it. Kansas mm-hmm. City, whatever. I, I, I just don't see there currently being a big enough market to bring in an NHL team here, and I can't imagine it's a lot bigger in Houston. Those are the only two drawbacks that I see um, to the Coyotes possibly moving to one of those two areas is – they're basically going to be doing what they did in Phoenix and establishing a market themselves. And we've seen how it worked in Phoenix and it didn't work. Now I'm not saying it can't work in Houston or Kansas city. I think those are very viable options to grow the market, but it needs to be done how Vegas did it in the sense of like fast paced, grow it quick, grow it, grow it as soon as possible instead of letting it drag out and, um, turn into this monstrosity that it has turned into. Well, as we've seen with uh, Kansas city, because obviously I have ties to Kansas city as well. Um, both Dom and myself went to college in Kansas. So cats. Uh, we're both go cats. We're both pretty familiar with the area. Um, you know, one more than another, you know, Dom more than myself, but just by observation, uh, you know, Kansas City sports fans are very loyal and they are very dedicated, as we've seen with the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs for years have been, you know, not the best, but people are still very dedicated. And you notice that when you step foot in Arrowhead. And um, obviously with the Royals as well, up until a couple of years ago, I mean, 1985 being the last World Series win and, uh, you know, just the people who were there to support the team when they made that, you know, those couple year playoff runs. Um, you know, I think it's a really good hockey, you know, it's a really good sports market. And I, I think, Oh, I think, um, you know, with there already being an arena there that literally isn't hosting anybody. I think with that being there and being, you know, pretty centralized downtown, that is a big thing that Arizona, the coyotes are looking for. Because where they've been playing now has been, what, 45 minutes, an hour outside of downtown Phoenix. And I think that that is kind of a big thing that they are looking for is something centralized, something somewhere that they can actually, you know, get there and start playing. Right, they don't have to right. Worry about draw, finding draw, to play. Uh, off of that, you know, you're downtown, you, you draw attention there. Um, mm-hmm. Myself, I, I haven't lived downtown for about a year now. Like it's, it's so, it would be so easy if the coyotes moved here to just throw signs up downtown and you've got, you've got a following already. Like you, like you said before, Kansas city's fan base to their sports team runs deep. It runs strong. Um, and we've seen that, especially recently, you know, with, with the chiefs being good, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, for, for a lot of people, that's, that's the status quo because that's the only time they heard about the Chiefs was them being good. But there was a long time where it was it was a struggle to be a Chiefs fan. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we were bad. And so I, I think it, it goes to show that you're right. The fan base in Kansas City is stellar. And if, if they jump on board and, you know, they wanted a hockey team and, and they were all in, I think that team would do strides better than Arizona is doing right now down in 100%. So, um, so – the second place, funny enough, Houston, which is where I'm from, uh, right. you know, pretty much, uh, yeah, raised in the Houston area. 
I can tell you firsthand that I think them moving to Houston would be the worst mistake that the NHL and Gary Bettman could possibly make. Now, obviously, uh, let's Gary's say not let's go let's go a second worst mistake right behind uh, playing at Arizona State's sports facility with five thousand fucking people in the stands. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna back that up. I'm gonna say this is probably like the fifth worst mistake that they could have made in the last yeah, yeah, know, that's, ten years. That's true. The the first worst mistake they did was leave the team in Arizona with a bunch of fucking dickheads. True. True. It's <laughs> it's not good and it's it's sad that it just it's you know it's like seeing uh roadkill that's still, you know, half alive. And it's just like, do I help it or do I just leave it there? Do I just or... let it wander into the woods and finally, you know, yeah. pass? Or yeah, I, you know, I agree. You it's, it's also it's also kind of like watching a train wreck. You know, you just everything that they announce and everything that they say about the Coyotes, you're like, okay, that's got to be the worst. And then they mm-hmm. make another announcement next week, and you're like, okay, come on, are you guys trying to top yourselves? This is fucking embarrassing. It's almost like they're giving them a sign, just like, hey, get us out of here. You know? <laughs> it's maybe, like we keep screwing up. Maybe that's what this all is. Maybe it's actually the Coyotes, the players forming together and putting out a plea for help. It's a, yeah, it's a cry for help from everybody in the Coyotes organization. But anyway, back to Houston. Yes, Houston. I think, it would be, I think it would be a very bad mistake. And I'll tell you this. Sure, everybody's like, yeah, you know, they have an arena that's ready for hockey and they um, you know, it's the fourth largest city in the country. Third, uh, third in population, uh, third largest population city in the country. And obviously it's the biggest market without a hockey team in it. And there is a reason for that because Houston is 45 minutes away from the beach and it is in the heart of Texas football central. And there is no winter there. Nobody knows anything about winter sports in the city of Houston. You can go, I, I, you know, I've walked around, you know, I've lived there. And even with the Dallas Stars being four hours away, I don't see any Dallas star stuff and never have around the Houston area ever. And we also used to have an AHL team. We used to have the Houston arrows, which were a Minnesota wild affiliate had them for years, went to tons of their games. And let me tell you, aside from, I think a run that they made in like 2006, I believe it was 2005, 2006, aside from that season, tickets were, a dime a dozen. It was, it was so easy. And they played in that exact same arena that they're looking at taking um, and putting an NHL team in. There's just no interest. Sure. The AHL is not the NHL, but the AHL is about damn near as close as you can get to the NHL. Right. Right. You know, I, one, so, one thing that I, I do want to touch on before it, we get too far past it. You, you mentioned, you know, Houston not knowing a lot about winter sports. Maybe uh, Bettman just wants to continue to fuck over the Coyotes as hard as possible. Uh, he already put them in Arizona. I'm sorry. Does it, let's be honest. Does Arizona know what ice is? They, yeah. they don't have a winter either. So they don't. Maybe they do go to Houston. 
because it would be just like a secondary Arizona with a stadium that's there. Yeah. Well, and I mean, to kind of, kind of counter that, I mean, obviously, as we've seen with the Vegas Golden Knights, that if done right, hockey in untraditional markets works very well. Look at the crack. Granted, I think. Look at the crack yeah. this year, dude. The, I mean, Washington, granted, I, I get it. They've got a little more of a winner. They're, they're up by the Canadian border, so they've probably, they've probably got some Canadians there helping support mm-hmm. the, uh, the system too. But, yep. I mean, they, they have had a huge following this year, and it's their first year. And let's, I mean, let's, let's not sugarcoat it either. They're not good. No. <laughs> they're just no. – and, and that's, that's how it's supposed to work with the expansion teams. Vegas happened to be a fluke, but – the Kraken are not good, but they have a huge following because they brought it. They, they did it right. They brought it mm-hmm. right. They, they expanded the league correctly. And I just think the Coyotes have dug themselves into such a hole that they're, they're not going to save themselves staying in Arizona. They're not. Mm-hmm. I, nope, I think you're I right. they have to move. Yeah. And where they move, I'm just I'm just not certain, and I just really hope that it's not Houston because I have a lot of good friends who still live in Houston, and for years I have tried to kind of, you know, I, I don't want to say the uh, please like my sport guy. I, I don't want to say I've been that, but I've, you know, been like, hey, if you're looking at doing some, you know, betting on hockey games or something like that, look this way or – something like that just been like hey you know here's my uh report on the uh the stanley cup finals this year right these are right. the games that you're going to want to bet if you're going to want to bet in the stands you know the stanley cup and you know just no interest none of my friends i don't think any of my friends could name five hockey teams no and, and unfortunately i think that's the same for kansas city too but i will say i think kansas city has more of an opportunity for growth um in comparison, I think they, in comparison to Houston, for sure. I, th- I think people mm-hmm. are more open to the idea of hockey. You know, Kansas City used to have the Blades. Um, and I every now and then when I bring up hockey, people talk about the Blades. I, I think there is still an opportunity for the market to boom here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I would love to see the Coyotes move somewhere. That's, and, and don't mm-hmm. say all of the conversation, I think, the Coyotes need to get out of Arizona. That's it. Yeah. And another stat for you, as somebody who's been to both Kansas City and Houston quite a few times, um, the number of hockey stores in the fourth largest city in the country, two of them, two hockey stores in the entire city, no hockey bars. Now, Dom, I know that there is one hockey bar that is in downtown Kansas City. This is true. And and there is, um, I'm assuming there's probably at least a few hockey stores in Kansas City as well. I, I will say that is the one part that Houston has Kansas City beat in. Um, off the top of my head, I'm not thinking of any. There, there was one really good hockey store, but it wasn't a, a hockey-only store. Um, but that got shut yeah. they They went out of business a couple of years ago, so – that, I mean, but that's that's an easy thing to bring to a developing market, especially in Kansas City. I mean, you know, you get you get people in the city on board on hockey, 
Mm-hmm. And those those stores are going to sell themselves. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna get kids that are gonna be watching. You know, like, let's say they keep the name the Kansas City Coyotes, which actually has a pretty thick ass ring to it. Um, Casey Oates. Yeah, like that. yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty badass. Uh, I mean, you're like gonna you're gonna see kids that get to watch that that team in their hometown, and they're gonna they're gonna want to uh, mm-hmm. start playing, and that's that's gonna create a market for hockey stores. So I don't see yeah. that being an issue, but you know. Like I said, I just I don't think Houston has the market for it. I don't think they care enough for it. And I think between the two options, Kansas City is a better option. But as for now, we'll see. Arizona, like we like we mentioned earlier, they're they're on contract through the 2024 season. Um, obviously, the contract's still being finalized. All the all the little nitpicky details um, to to get everything finalized for them to stay in Arizona for a couple more years. But I. I I truly do think that's the, that, that's a bad move on their part. It's a bad move on the NHL's part. Um, they they need to go somewhere else soon. So let's uh, let's uh, let's transition it over. Let's let's talk about your uh, your past boys and how they're doing this season specifically. Let's get into a little more hockey and a little less location. Um, yeah, the Calgary Flames. For those of you who don't know and are not aware. Uh, that used to be Springer's team here. Uh, mm-hmm. Big Flames guy, absolutely mm-hmm. massive, and living up in uh, Washington, Seattle expansion this year, decided to crack over to be his team. The last time me and him talked, actually, we were doing a little dry run through of, of uh, podcasting, and Springer officially denounced the Flames as his team. And not even a week later, the Flames trade for Tyler Toffoli from the Canadians, and they're now on an eight-game win streak. They look disgusting. They look absolutely nasty. And I am truly worried, um, not only as a Wild fan, but just as as a dear friend of Springer's, that this might be their year that he that they uh, that they can pull out some big wins, maybe make a cup run, and he has officially denounced them. Springer, let's uh, what let, let me hear the thoughts going through your head, especially after you heard about that to fully trade. Well, to preface, I officially denounced them as my team. Uh, tweeted it, and everything. Officially denounced them uh, at the. Uh, beginning of the season. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So these, uh, my apologies. The official denouncement happened earlier. But it did. It yes. I, to me, to my ears, last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. So the official denouncement was last week. Yeah. Um, so I am very happy for them. I think that, you know, what they've got going is really good. And I think it's something that they've worked on for a few years now. Um, I think that um, there is a really, really good chance that they could uh, make a really good run this year. Um, I think that when they are, when they're rocking on all cylinders, they're rocking on all cylinders. And it's something that I've noticed for years now, watching the flames dieheartedly. It's, when things, when everything's not, you know, when all of the cogs in the machine aren't rolling, it's, it just doesn't work. And 
just from what I've noticed this year and from, you know, the few games I've watched of the Flames, everything's working. Every, you know, everything is running on all cylinders. I mean, to, to put it bluntly, they look stupid good. They, they look they, stupid like good. You, you, you said it perfectly. They are firing on all cylinders. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of that credit needs to be looked towards um, – Jacob Markstrom, and I, and I, and that's not to take away from the defense of the offense because everything's clicking perfectly on their ends too. But I mean, Markstrom is playing out of his mind this season. Yeah, I think he now has unbelievable. Oh, I don't want to misquote myself. He's he's got a league leading either eight or nine shutouts now. I uh, that it's insane. Dudes having an all-out season. Good for him. You love to see a goalie with success like that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, that was honestly my, uh, big concern of theirs going into the season is, you know, was Markstrom going to be that guy that they, you know, could rely on. And obviously he has, uh, you know, responded very positively and he is, uh, playing. Yeah. He's having a, uh, career year. I, I think it's, I think so. it's safe to say he is being that guy. <laughs> he he is having he is that season that guy, this year. He is that guy. Um, he is that guy, pal. Good, good for good for him. Good for the Flames. I think. I think the the question is after the trade for Toffoli. Obviously, I mean they they stack their roster even more than it already was. Are they missing anything? Do 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 you think there's something else that they need to to add to their uh, to their roster to to get them all the way, or do you think they have all the pieces? I mean, you talk Johnny Hockey, you got Matthew Kachuk, uh, Lucic, Toffoli, Markstrom's having a year, kind of a kind of a smaller name that's that's coming out um heavy this year is Andrew Mangiapane he's having a, a, a great season absolutely phenomenal um mm-hmm. what do they need if anything well I wouldn't say there's much I would say if anything the only thing that's really going to kind of hurt them going into the playoffs is just their lack of playoff experience as a whole if you think about some of those guys I'd say aside from Lucic um I mean, most of those guys have played, you know, one round of the playoffs and then have been. So I would say maybe a little bit more experience. I'd say maybe, I would say maybe a little bit more, um, I don't want to say age, but, you know, maybe a little bit more wisdom, something, you know, kind of a a, a leader because I'm, I know, I'm sure that Lucic has done a fantastic job as kind of taking, you know, that old guy wisdom with him when, uh, you know, taking it to Calgary and especially when Gio left for, uh, my Kraken, I think that he has kind of been that old guy now and sure, you know, there's a few guys on that team who have some age on him now, Johnny hockey. Um, you've got Sean Monahan, um, you know, but you still have quite a few got young guys on that team, obviously like Mangiapane, Kachuk, um, you know, guys like that. And, I think that there is a good chance that they can actually get past the first round this year. But in terms of experience, you really kind of need somebody to rely on in that sense. And um, 
I just don't know if they quite have it yet. And I'm not sure if they're really going to try and do anything about it. But I think that that is, if anything, that's maybe the one thing that might be hindering them from making a deep playoff run. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got to agree with you. I think, I think you said it really well. It's not necessarily age, um, more so wisdom and maybe not even like wisdom is in hockey wisdom, but just the wisdom of, you know, being in the playoffs and being, you know, how to handle yourself and keep your poise when you get down one Oh, two Oh, and, you know, make, make those feisty comebacks. Uh, I, I think that's a really good point. I, I, I'm curious to see as we get later on into the season uh, and we watch this flames team continue to develop into the monstrosity of a beast. That they are um, just see where they go and how, and how they handle everything. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a little disheartened on your behalf. That is, it is the uh, official denouncement of them this season, and they decide to go and have a year like this. But I, over, I mean, they've they've been a blast to watch, and they've they've just been so electric, putting up six, seven goals a, a game almost on the daily. You know, they're 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 having a season, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, that that lack of playoff experience has any uh, factor in how they do this year. Uh, and, you know, obviously that's assuming things somehow don't fall apart in this second half of the season and they, they miss the playoffs at all. So mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's move into, we, we mentioned Vegas a little bit. We talked about the Knights uh, a tad when we were talking about Phoenix and the market, Jack Eichel making his, uh, his return this past week on Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Vegas playing against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, they ended up losing at home. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. It was three nothing. It's two nothing. Sorry, it's two, two nothing. nothing. Mm-hmm. Two nothing. Um, I, I I had the uh, privilege of watching a lot of that game, and I will say that that game should have been more of a one nothing game. If yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm shocked it didn't go to overtime. It was a hell of a game. Both teams were very, very strong. They looked great. Uh, both tendies looked solid. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. Jack Eichel's return didn't seem to play a whole lot of a factor into the Knights in their game. And mm-hmm. I think that was for good reason. I think they wanted to stick to their game, and they're going to shift Eichel into playing how they want him to play. Uh, to vibe with the boys instead of how, you know, instead of having him walk in and try to be a one-man show is basically what I'm saying. So, um, what, I mean, what are, what, are, what are your thoughts there? You think Vegas is, is taking the right approach here? Should they let him be a little more one-on-one? Um, it's hard coming back from injury no matter what. And I remember the announcers talking about it uh, a couple nights ago saying, you know, he, just getting that first shift out of the way after an injury return is huge. Do you think Vegas is making the right move there, or should they let him play more of his own game? Well, I think I think it's it's a good idea to at least you know it's going to take some time for him to get the system figured out. I think that what they're what Vegas is giving him is the opportunity to kind of play his way but to also have some help around him aside, you know, obviously he really wasn't able to get much of that in Buffalo. And I think that they're going to kind of try and find a good mix of, you know, Hey, we're going to play our game. We're going to play our system, 
but that also includes now that includes you playing the way that you want to play you know be creative do do that you know yeah do your sick jack eichel shit that you have not been able to do really hardly at all in the nhl because of the team that you were on before and i think um as a whole i think it's a very interesting uh move especially uh taking mark stone out of the roster or out of the lineup and putting him on a long-term injury reserve or uh ltir as we like to call it in uh you know in the business um so i i think it's very interesting to take a guy who's very well experienced in um you know in that lineup and you know replace him with somebody who's been out for almost a year um, I think it's a good thing for him to kind of take over that, you know, Mark Stone role without actually putting the C on his letter on his chest, because I think that that captain C that he had in Buffalo hindered him to an extent because he felt a lot of pressure. And I think that that's the nice thing that Vegas is giving him is, you know, go out there and do your sick Jack Eichel shit, but don't worry about the pressure of the captain C because we, we have that covered. We want you for who you are. We don't want you to be a leader if you don't feel as though you want to be a leader. Yeah, I love that. I think I think you said that really well. Um, I think that's something that you know people don't really talk on very much is the uh, the pressure and the expectations that come with wearing that C, um, and you know how you have to look to be more of a teammate, and people are looking at you to create the plays instead of looking at you to go out and you know one on one fancy Dika guy and put it up or nine um, I, I think that's a good point. I, I do, I do think that that's going to help him thrive there in Vegas. And I'm, I'm curious to see once he does hit his stride and once he does kind of like, you know, get his feet under him and figure out what he wants, what they're able to do with him and how yeah. well he's able to succeed there. I think, I think that's going to be a, uh, Definitely a um, something to watch, something to look out for. Yeah, he's he, he could he could be scary, or he uh, he could fade back into the black and just kind of be a. Uh... Remember that guy, Jack Eichel. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see. Right. We'll see. Yeah. He's, he's got I, a lot of opportunities see. here, and he needs to take advantage of them. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to see. I think um, you know. I when I saw that the you know, the trade went through to Vegas. I, you know, I thought instantly that it was, it, that was a really good move. And um, we're gonna have to see what kind of uh, uh, cap gymnastics that Vegas does uh, this upcoming off season. <laughs> They're going to need uh, to do some. <laughs> big time, big time. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, but uh, knowing Vegas and knowing their uh, competent, you know, competency of, uh, you know, running a front office, I think that they're going to be just fine. But um, I think, yeah, like you said, it's definitely going to be something to look out for. 100%. 100%. Well, what do you you think? Should we jump into the the hockey word of the day for our our new listeners that that may not be familiar with a little bit of hockey lingo? I know we – we throw it around ourselves. It's, it's only fair that we, uh, we, we let the, um, the listeners know what, what we mean when we say some of the things that we say. And, Absolutely. Um, 
So hockey, hockey word of the day that I was thinking would be a good starter Mm -hmm. is a sweater. That's a good one. It's a simple, simple term. Um, You don't hear it in any other sport. Nope. Um, I know. I, I, I don't know a single other sport that has another nickname for their jerseys. Uh, sweater. It's a jersey. Sweater. Folks. It's a jersey. Jersey. It is. Yep. And it's... some some sweaters are sick nasty, and some sweaters are absolutely garbage. Like the Buffalo Slug. <laughs> if you remember the Buffalo Slug, that is nasty. Listeners, if you are... Do not know what the Buffalo Slug is. Look it up. It is the uh, Buffalo Sabres jerseys from, uh, I think, 2006 is when they implemented them. Um, I think they only kept them for, I think, five or six years. Changed it instantly after that. It is uh, um, It's almost kind of gruesome. It looks like a buffalo and a slug at the same time. Uh, pretty nasty and not in a good way, you know? It's, it's one of those things where you just, like I mentioned earlier, it's a train wreck. You can't take your eyes off of it because you love seeing it. But at the same time, your mind is like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Real quick. What is your uh, least favorite NHL sweater ever worn ever? Oh, God. Do you have Absolutely. one off the top of your head? Yeah. Ever. Off the top of my head. I mean, oh, I got a couple that are jumping out to me. Um, one, one that I I really don't like um, was no, it wasn't the buff plug. It was uh, I'll tell it? you mine right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, hit, you hit me with yours. I'll, I'll try to see if I can't find it. So mine has to be, and I kind of like it in a weird way, in a sick, twisted way, but it's the, uh, uh, the New York Islanders uh, fish stick jerseys from uh, the 90s. I think they literally wore them for half a season, maybe one season, and then just got rid of them. Um, basically, it is a sailor that is almost taken right off the box of a, uh, a fish stick frozen fish stick box oh and it is uh very much hated um but also kind of loved in a weird way i think people love to hate it um but 100 one of the worst looking nhl sweaters of all time oh i i remember what it is okay uh the um it's it's the canadians and it was their throwback jerseys from i want to say 2009 and it's it's like red white and blue stripes the whole but the whole thing so the, the top the sweater itself is like red white and blue striped um and when i you guys got to go look this up it's it's not striped in the sense of like up and down or like their big thick stripes. It's very small stripes and they go, they go uh, horizontal from the neck down 
it, they're disgust like they're gross not in a good way they it, it looks like a giant red white and blue throw up and here's the kicker is the socks are the same pattern so the whole whole uni just looks like a like a striped throw up mess of disgustingness it's it's not they're ugly they're gross i hate them um i also i really hate there was another one that came to mind the uh the sen the senators ottawa senators their jerseys that have um it just says like sends across the front oh yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Those those ones I've got a real hard time with, but that also comes with my disliking for the Senators. So, well, it's a good time to dislike the Senators, eh? No, uh, well, hopefully, except when yeah. I bet against them, they uh, they like Ooh. to they like to fuck me real good when I do that. So, uh, sweater that. sweater is the word of the day, folks. Sweater. Uh, it's just word on your calendar. Another stupid word for jersey. You guys, mm-hmm. uh, you guys will learn that a lot of these word of the days are just a extended or shortened, shortened version of what it is. It's yeah. Early, earlier, it is earlier. I mentioned uh, upper ninety. It's just upper ninety. It's just a mm-hmm. reference to the corner of a goal. So you mm-hmm. guys, you know, listeners out home, you you guys, uh, you'll pick up on that. A lot of a lot of just shortened or for some reason, lengthened sayings to describe another saying. So mm-hmm. let's um, let's jump into some of our predictions for this evening's matchups. Uh, looking at Saturday, February 19th, we have uh, the Colorado Avalanche playing in Buffalo. Springer. I mean <laughs> – well, it's not really much of a home ice advantage. I think that they're what bottom three uh, Buffalo is in attendance. Actually, I think they might be dead last. I think that the fucking Coyotes. Is it, is it possible to be lower than the Coyotes? I think it actually is this year for the Buffalo Sabres. I think that's true. Um, I think it's stats, so it must be true. Um, it, it's 100% true. Yeah, absolutely. But. Um, I mean, abs at Buffalo, I think, I mean, if you don't take abs by, I, by at least five, I would say you're looking at maybe, I'd, may, I'd say maybe a six to one game. Butter me up and call me crazy. I think it's a high scoring affair. I'm I'm looking at, like a six five, and I think this Don't swings. I, I I know I know it's that's my that might be my hot take of of the day. But and when I say six five, I think it swings either way. I I think one team gets a fluke bounce. I could see Buffalo somehow pulling this off. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I'm taking Colorado six to five, but. I think there is there is a chance. There's something something that's telling me Buffalo just might have a shot um, to make it happen. Bold, I respect it, but bold. Holy shit, that's bold. 
I know. I know. We'll see. We'll see uh, how bad that comes to bite me in the ass at noon on uh, noon on Saturday. So Edmonton, the Oilers up there in Canada playing mm-hmm. up in Canada against Winnipeg. Ooh. Uh, nice little Canadian matchup. I'd say Winnipeg four to two. Interesting. I got the Oilers Take winning four to two. Do ya? Yeah, I think I think Edmonton's starting to hit a stride here. I think after uh, they fired their head coach, I think it was last week or the week before, um, mm-hmm. they've shown a lot more poise. They look a lot more prepared for every game that they come into. I think there was a little bit of turmoil within the team, um, and it's it seemed like blame was getting thrown all over the place and people were upset at each other. I'm not hearing as much about that anymore. I think Edmonton has a very well-oiled machine at the moment, pun intended. And I, I think they, uh, I think they take this one in Winnipeg, um, three to one. That's that's what I got. Boston at Ottawa. I, uh, I don't even see this one really being. A game. Um, I think Boston slaughters the Senators. Mm-hmm. I gotta remember. Is did Marchand serve? Has he served all of his time on his uh, suspension yet? I know he got five games. He's served either three or four, and there's yeah. one game that they play. Oh wait, no, no, they played tonight, so they don't play tomorrow. Okay, so. Folks listening back home, we, we record a couple days early. So we're, we're predicting Saturday. We are currently yeah. talking on Thursday. Uh, so I don't believe Marshan's sentence will quite be served yet. I think we'll have to sit that one out. However, I don't think that makes much of a difference. Boston's hitting, uh, hitting the road again. They lost in New York tonight. And I think they go into Ottawa. Ottawa puts up a fight. They keep it within one. But I think Boston walks away with the dub. Um, I, this would I could see this one being another high-scoring game. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five-four Boston. Wow, I got a five-to-one. Five-to-one Boston. Mm-hmm. Wow. Boston's yeah. gonna go in and slaughter, eh? I think so. I think so. Okay. I um, I don't know. I still think the Senators have a lot of work to do. Um, I think Boston still, as a core, is a lot stronger. Um, and I think that even with, you know, the intending eh, that uh, Boston's had, um, I think that they're probably still up to snuff to, you know, put four, get, you know, put four or five up ahead of uh, the Senators. I like it. So I like it. I, I, I don't think that's far-fetched at all. Um, moving on, next game, definitely the game of the day. Without a doubt, we got the Blues playing in Toronto against Austin Matthews and his squad. Let's hear from you first. What do you like? Ooh, I that's a good game. Um, I think you know both teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, I think that. Um, you know, I, I still just think that Toronto is very 
hit or miss. I think that sometimes they are 100% on. And I think sometimes they're about 80% on. And I think it kind of just depends on what night, you know, and how they're feeling that night where I think St. Louis is, you know, a pretty good team. Do I think that they're Stanley Cup caliber? Absolutely not. I think that they'll probably make it maybe second round in the playoffs. Um, with that being said, I this is going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a relatively low scoring game. I'm going to say it's going to be three to two St. Louis. You took the words out of my mouth. Um, I'm, I'm also thinking low scoring. I like three to one. Um, I almost, I, I almost kind of like two to one too. And I think that three to one might, might be an empty, uh, but I think, I think the blues walk away with this one. I think they've got, they've got a little bit more rest. Um, oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. They have the same amount of rest. They actually, Here's another thing that we're not factoring in. Um, the Blues lost to Montreal tonight in overtime. The, the worst team in the NHL is uh, one win closer to finally hitting double digits in the win column because of the St. Louis Blues tonight. So I think the Blues are pissed off. I think they – I don't even know if pissed off, you know, will – actually capture how how angry they're going to play and staying in Canada um, going over to Toronto from Montreal I think St. Louis comes in hungry fired up obviously we don't know what goaltending starting looks like for that but St. Louis has two solid goaltenders that they can go with um, between Bennington and their their new kid um, oh, what's his name um, Ville, uh, Ville Husso, Husso's, Husso's been a stud for them this year. So either one of them, I really like them to match up well against the Maple Leafs. I think the Blues walk away with that one, either 2-1, maybe, maybe 3-1 if it's, um, and, and I'm, I'm banking on that being an empty netter. So yeah, game after that, we got the, uh, the LA Kings playing in our favorite state, uh, Phoenix in uh, in Arizona, and so they're they're at Arizona. Coyotes are home. The Kings will be coming off of back to back. The night before, they will be playing in Vegas. So I um, I don't know. The Kings are far and above the better team. Do, do you think there's any chance the Kings maybe come into uh, coming to Arizona with a little bit of the Vegas flu? And maybe maybe they lose this one. That's that's my initial thought. I don't know. Um, we'll see. They got two two later games back to back. Friday night they play at um, seven Pacific, and then Saturday they play at uh, what is that? Six Pacific. So I like. I kind of like the Coyotes. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I, I think the Coyotes put on a little barn burner here, and I think I think they uh, they they come out, they jump on LA, they surprise them. I like them to take it four to two. Four to two. I think Phil Thrill gets a goal there. Ooh, I like that. Um, you know what? I'm also going to say four to two, but I think it's going to be Kings. I still Ooh, okay. just think. I still think 
the Kings are stacked enough that I, I just, I, I think that the Vegas flu theory has kind of worn off. I think that most teams that are going to Vegas now kind of they're, they have better preparations. Um, now, I don't think that there'd be any rookie parties that night that would potentially hinder that. Of course, I have no idea. And, you know, it's not like we're going to hear from anybody on the team about a uh, rookie party that night in Vegas. But I think even then, I still think uh, I still think the Kings take it uh, four to two. Okay, I like it. I like it. I think that's going to that's going to definitely be a fun one to watch. Um, we've got, let's see, we got two more games on the slate. I'm saving the best one for last. Uh, the second to last game we got on Saturday is the Anaheim Ducks playing in Vancouver. I actually, I love this matchup. This is going to be another fantastic game to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Vancouver looks like a well-oiled machine right now, right up there with Calgary. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux is a god among men when it comes to coaching. Um, I, I, being a wild fan myself, I got to see what he what he did with our boys for a couple years. He absolutely turned us around. Um, and you know we're looking at maybe not this year, but in the next couple of years, having a good having a good look at a cup. And so I think he's a fantastic coach. He, he knows how to treat his players. He knows how to run a team. He does it well. He does it efficiently. And he, he plays the game of hockey smart. And that's ultimately, that's what you need to win a game. I think the Ducks are having a fantastic season for themselves, uh, well above what was expected from them. Absolutely. And I, but unfortunately, I just don't think it's going to make a difference. I think Vancouver sweeps up this game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to not say the word. But I'll tell you the score. It's going to be three nothing Vancouver. Wow. Okay. I like it. Um, I think it's. I like it, but I don't like it. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I will tell you why. I think realistically, both teams in the Pacific Division are still in fighting chance of making, you know, making the playoffs. I think both oh, teams have a chance. 100%. And I think it comes down to who's going to be hungrier to get those two points. And I think with the way that Gibson's been playing for the Anaheim Ducks, and I think with, you know, that youth that that team has, I think that there is a good chance that they can take it in Vancouver. Um I'm going to say this is a close one, though. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this one is three to two in overtime. I said OT game. game. I like it. That yeah, would be I'm an electric it. overtime to watch, dude. Uh, it would be. Oh, some young yeah. guns. Ducks have mm-hmm. some young guns. That would be a really good overtime to watch. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can watch Zegers put on a blindfold and, you know, score one in a game. Try that, huh? Still, still the biggest Rob in All Star game history, if you ask my opinion. But oh, yeah, what do we know, eh? Yeah. So coming down to the final game on the slate for Saturday, 
We've got uh, the Seattle Kraken playing in Calgary. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Springer over there. Um, oh, no. He's got, he's got his now team playing at home or playing playing in home road. former home teams, home yeah. stadium. Um, in the old dome. I, I, I don't. I don't see how the Kraken stand a single fucking chance in this game. <laughs> this, it will be this, this game. I mean, if the Kraken could forfeit, I think this should be the game to do it. Calgary is so hot right now, and they'll be coming off of two days of rest. Um, meanwhile, the Kraken are only coming off of one, and they are having to travel again in Canada. They played in Winnipeg tonight, Thursday night. And they're traveling over to Calgary now uh, to play on Saturday. I think Calgary absolutely runs this game. I think Markstrom might give up one or two. Um, kind of a little fluke bounce tip, guys. Nothing crazy. It's it's not going to be a collapse by any means on on his part. But I think Calgary's offense runs this. I, I this is a blowout. I'm I'm taking I'm taking the Flames six to one. Interesting. Interesting. Mine is not, not much different. However, I think that uh, Markstrom's going to add another uh, tally to uh, his record this season. I think it's going to be five to nothing. Wow! You think you think he uh, you think he stones out your boys? I think the Kraken don't stand a chance on offense. I think that I I will be totally honest with you. I think. Uh, if Grubauer starts, I think Grubauer is probably going to play one period, and then they're going to bring in Drigger. Oh no! And uh, I am not feeling that, very good on the Grubauer train, are we? Uh, I'm not, but that's a different story for a different day. Yeah, I, we'll we'll, we'll cover that one next week. That'll that'll be the uh, ne- next week. Next week we'll have a topic on here for for all you listening. We'll we'll talk about uh, struggling goaltenders, and we'll we'll let you know the teams that. Before the deadline, maybe need to look at picking somebody up and uh, what that means for their season. So we, uh, as always, we, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate those that listen. Thanks for tuning in to two idiots that know nothing about what they're doing and how things are going. And um, we, we look forward to seeing you guys next week or talking to you guys next week, I guess. And um we will uh, we'll, we'll get you some tape to tape as soon as we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for giving us the chance, giving us the listen. We always appreciate it. Um, very much appreciate it. And, um, you know, hope that you uh, continue to stick around and uh, hopefully help us and hopefully help us uh, and watch us grow. So we'll see. And That's we'll right. see you next hey, week. Uh, stay beauties out there, yeah? Oh, yeah, buddy. Take care.